3: Welcome
4: to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the eve before Thanksgiving Eve, a day which, uh, weirdly, in 2020, is fraught with political discord. Kathy, uh, good to see you in the mm-hmm. spare room. How are things?
6: Well, you know, they are as they ever are here mm-hmm. in the spare room.
5: Yes, you've been busy today preparing some appetizers, have you not?
6: I'll tell you, it's been a big day. We're getting Mm -hmm. close to uh, letting you all know the final uh, two people who have ascended to the very top of our weird (laughs) Thanksgiving recipe contest. We're going to be giving those names out at 5 o'clock today. We uh, gave you the top six yesterday. Today it's the top two, and tomorrow our grand prize winner.
5: Very nice. Okay, before we focus on the ascension, let's do now the top four. At four. All
6: right, John, Mike, for Tuesday, November 24th. President elect Joe Biden has been declared the winner of the election in Pennsylvania. According to the Trib, Secretary of State Kathy Bookvar and Governor Tom Wolf both signed and certified the November 3rd election results this morning. The certification ends a three week process and awards the state's 20 electoral votes to Biden and Kamala Harris. Biden won our state by 80,555 votes. Number two. The Dow Jones Industrial Average traded above 30,000 points for the first time today as investors were encouraged by the latest progress on developing coronavirus vaccines and news that the transition of power in the U.S. to President-elect Joe Biden will begin. Traders were also apparently encouraged to see that Biden had selected Janet Yellen, a widely respected former Federal Reserve chair, as his Treasury Secretary. Number three, the Grammy nominations are out. And there apparently is some chatter about who's mentioned and who's left out. Mentioned are Beyonce, Jacob Collier, Black Pumas, Dua Lipa, Taylor Swift, and Coldplay, to name just a few. The weekend, though, left out. The Canadian Man, not even mentioned. Also nominated, though, Pittsburgh metal band Code Orange and country duo Dan and Shea. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that terrific movie about Fred Rogers was nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. And, quote, it's such a good feeling. The Best of Mr. Rogers was nominated for Best Historical Album. Next year's Grammys will be January 31st in L.A., hosted by Trevor Noah.
5: Wait, The Weeknd is a guy?
6: Yeah, The weekend's a guy. You didn't know that The Weeknd was a guy? I did not. Number four. According to the PG, former Steelers Alan Fanica and Heinz Ward were named semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame today. They are among 25 semifinalists. The next step in the process will be trimming the list to 15 that will be voted on. Fanica has been a semifinalist six times, Heinz Ward, five times. All of Steeler Nation, of course, looking forward to Thanksgiving Eve with the Baltimore Ravens as dinner guests or as dinner. That is your top four at four.
5: Very nice. So back to the weekend. (laughs) Um, Yeah. A Canadian singer, but he goes by the weekend.
6: Uh huh. You're not familiar with the weekend? I can't believe you don't know the weekend. I mean, it's not like he's not new.
5: No, I'm I'm just sorry. I'm I'm on the loop there. Really? Yeah. I like
6: the weekend a lot.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend, and everybody knows the weekend. Yeah.
7: Mike, you like the weekend? Not in particular, that's not okay. my uh eh, not my taste of
6: music
5: what's I what could... type of music is he
7: rap yeah, kind of
6: rap r r and b ish
5: okay uh no here I'm looking, noted for his falsetto and eccentric music style mm-hmm, all right, the weekend,
6: yeah, Aren't no you glad idea. you tuned into the ride home today, john see, so you can find something. that out.
5: Right there at the top four at four. Very nice. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, do you have any interest? So I, I would imagine again, because of COVID that all awards shows will just be, you know, sort of stay at home. And yeah,
6: that'll be really dull. Won't it It'll be super. I, I mean, like I love the Grammys because it's so weird and you never know what the heck is going to happen. You know, they have like, you know, a Frank Sinatra impersonator doing, right. you know, a tribute to sting with Metallica. I mean, it's just really weird compilations of people, Yeah, but it's, you know better than doing a weird everybody from their home thing although maybe with the music that would be okay uh,
5: probably so right yeah translate much better
6: yeah like okay. remember how weird the emmys were this year yeah. with like that was super weird
5: didn't make any sense okay so wait just give me an update this is like sort of top four for addendum um what about the status of the Steelers and the ravens on thanksgiving well, evening they okay, go? So-
6: Right. So what I hear is that you know two of their running backs uh, tested positive for COVID. The Ravens on, Monday, on the Raven. What did I say?
5: Uh, you just yeah. You said oh, two okay. Of the, so for the Ravens of on them.
6: Monday, two of the running backs. Um, today there were some more people who tested positive, but they did not say whether they were players or staff or administration or whatever. They just closed the facility.
5: Are they uh, practicing?
6: As of mm, I don't. Yeah. Well, now now that I was about to say, yeah, I'm not sure. Oh,
5: I don't know. Yeah. No, Which I guess they're not ch- if the
6: facility's closed.
5: Right. So it's to our benefit. That it's a sh- it's a short weekend and they're not practicing and their players are hurt. It looks pretty good.
6: Well, and especially they lost a really, you know, a heart-wrenching game on Sunday yeah. night that I enjoyed seeing very much.
5: Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. Okay. So, How about I-
6: speaking of a game I enjoyed very much, did you guys watch it? This is a terrible thing to say. See, I'm just not a nice person. I think that's what it comes down to. I was about to say how nice it was to watch Tom Brady lose last night at the end of the fourth yes. quarter. Oh, I didn't yes. see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wasn't that good, Mike? Hey, man. <laughs> it's always so fun to watch him lose. Oh, gosh. Sorry. I, I, I mean, he just, he did not play well. He did not play well. How and, are they
5: doing? Is A.B. Uh, looking okay?
6: Um, I didn't, you know what? I didn't see A.B. even make a reception, but I only turned it on at the very end.
5: Okay. All right. Well, you know, it looks something to look forward to at least. I mean, truly, football in all this is like kind of the only bright spot, don't you think? It really
6: is. I, I can't tell you how much my husband and I have enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, that's how I feel over the last two months. Holy oh,
5: smokes, gosh. Yeah. All right, let's take, let's take a quick break, come back. Uh, John Kessler is going to join us. He's going to talk about a few serious thoughts about God and laughter. Laughter straight ahead. The ride right home with John and Kathy here on 101.5 Word FM. It's W O R D.
8: 101.5 WORD
9: FUNDATION Peace on earth, it's a nice sentiment, one that's mentioned a lot this time of year. But is it possible? This week on Through the Bible, Dr. J. Vernon McGee gives us the answer as we study the Old Testament book of Zechariah. So hop aboard the Bible bus as we continue our journey through the whole Word of God. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
6: If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept. And reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to marleyfg.
0: And schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Brought to you by AbbVie.
7: Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including hero pay and hero sign on bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a Hero Pay $500 sign on bonus plus ongoing bonus pay. We know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the hero pay you deserve. Give us a call today to find out more or go to helpathomepa.com. That's help at homepa.com.
5: First guest today is John Kessler. John's a regular guest on our show, former chair and professor, division of applied theology and church ministry at Moody Bible Institute. John, before you join us, I just want to read this opening paragraph, which I think resonates with anyone who has fallen in love and they see their spouse for the first time. And they hear this, John Kessler says, this writes this, the first thing I noticed about my wife on the night we met was her smile. It unnerved me like a dare. I've, I've since seen it reappear in a thousand different facets. It never fails to charm me. She has a laugh to match pure as the ringing of a church bell Mm. and solid as iron. I have spent the forty one years we have been together trying to elicit that sound mm-hmm. john it 's a great opening paragraph. I mean to, <laughs> to hear your spouse laugh or to make your spouse laugh well that 's money in the bank isn 't it
11: oh yeah it's it's a uh, primary occupation with me <laughs> yes yeah, so there's really no, there is really no sound that 's quite as lovely to me
5: I agree yeah mm-hmm. okay, yeah. so then let 's move forward and talk about thoughts about God and laughter? Because, you know, you start with your spouse and hearing that beautiful sound, that familiar sound, and then you move on to babies. Tell us that.
12: Yeah.
11: Mm -hmm. Well, I was thinking about the nature of humor, partly because I was trying to think of something funny to write in my blog, and I I couldn't come up with anything. And it got me to think about how difficult humor actually is. You know, there's an old joke that says dying is easy, dying is easy. comedy is hard. <laughs> right. But I was just reflecting on the nature of humor and, and human experience of it and how really complex humor is that, you know, we think of it as just a just very simple thing. You know, it's just sort of this emotional reaction. In fact, humor is one of the first expressions that that, that babies have, you know, they can, they learn to laugh before they can speak, but it's, it's not, it isn't even actually learned. They just, you know, they just kind of do it. And so, uh, you know, I, I got to thinking about laughter as it's, it's really, it's, is it, it's its own kind of language and it's a very subtle language. There's so many different reasons that we laugh and we use it as a signal we use it as a response we use it as a way of communicating certain things we we do it just for the pleasure of it so then i began to wonder then about what that means for god and does god have a capacity for humor because it's really not the first thing i think about when i think about god you know i i don't really think about his laughter I'm more likely to think about his glory or his holiness or, you know, something else. So, but if if humans have been created in God's image, then it seems very likely that there must be some analogy in God to what we experience as laughter and humor.
6: Mm. What about the psalm that you cite there, when the nations conspire against the Lord's anointed, the one enthroned in heaven laughs at yeah. them in contempt. That's not exactly the laughter kind of thing that you were talking no. about.
11: <laughs> well, and see, that's the, that's the interesting thing. If you look, if you would do like a word study on laughter, you notice a couple of things. One is that most of the time, pretty much all the time that it's mentioned in Scripture with respect to God it's in this context of judgment. It's really not the kind of laughter that you really want to hear. So that's Psalm Psalm 2, 4, where it talks about the one enthroned in heaven's laughs at those who conspire against the Lord's anointed. You know, that's not the laughter of joy. That's the laughter of judgment. You'll also notice that there's no description in Scripture of Jesus ever laughing. In fact, that's, that's one of the things, sort of a stumbling block, if you want to think about it, that we don't really have a picture of Jesus as a laughing God. There, there are gods, other gods in you know, mythology and paganism. You know, every Chinese restaurant seems to have its laughing Buddha. But you really, I don't think I've ever seen even a smiling Christ in a church, you know, in the way he's portrayed in the church. But if you look at it a little more subtly, when you look at, for example, when you look at much of Jesus' teaching, you find that there does seem to be this underlying thread of what G.K. Chesterton, I think, uses a better word for an underlying thread of mirth mm-hmm. in the way that God deals with humanity. So, you know, for Jesus himself, you see it in some of the names that he chooses for the disciples, which seems to have a kind of loving, I don't know if ridicule is the right word, but, you know, this this uh, awareness of what they're really like, and he almost names them in a way that's contrary <laughs> to that. You see it You see it in creation, where God is going to make humanity that will bear his image, and what does he use as his primary medium for creation— the lowest possible thing he can find. He creates Adam out of the dust of the earth.
6: Hmm. What about the um, variety of animals that God created? I mean, he has to have a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean, we've got, you know, <laughs> a platypus.
11: That's You know, that's exactly when I was a kid. That's exactly the uh, uh, example my mother used. to me Is that right? Said, yeah, I mean, literally. She said, if you don't believe God has a sense of humor all you have to do is look at the platypus, and then you, and probably if you don't believe God has a sense of humor, all you have to do is look in the mirror, you know, and just right. and, and see ourselves. Because there is, there is something about uh, just the whole story of human history, where there's this. It is a, it is a tragedy because of the reality of sin. It's also a kind of comedy, you know. And I I, I was I was thinking in the Hayman and the story of. Esther, you know, who's, of course, he's a great villain and you're not supposed to like him, but there's just something, something about him that I identify with. And that, you know, Mm -hmm. his sense that when he, when he hears that the king is, wants to honor somebody, his immediate thought is, well, who would he want to honor except for me? And so he goes about (laughs) making all these suggestions, which are, you know, ultimately it's going to work to his, his own shame. But I, you know, it's, it is it is tragic in a way, but there's also a humor to it. And I think yes. that humor also reflects one of the things you see in the reality of sin, that if sin is a terrible thing. It's a tragedy. But there's also an absurdity to sin when you think about mm-hmm. how ridiculous it is. And we often recognize that in our own, our own sin and our own error when we look back on it and say, well, how, how can I think that? How can I do that? That was so, it was laughable for me to even think or, or do that. Hmm.
5: That's so good, John. And, and, you know, what I appreciate is that you know in your piece that you wrote on your blog, a few serious thoughts about God and laughter is that, you know, even if God or Jesus would laugh in scripture, it, you know, you, you think about uh, Christ at the temple where, you know, uh, He's, uh, I would say, enraged. I mean, there there has to be moments of laughter, whether it's a scoff or something, an utterance that comes out of Jesus that wouldn't be pure joy. It's hard to sort of, I think, literary, you know, whether you know the those who wrote the the scripture to encapsulate what laughter is all about. It's it's a very difficult device, isn't it, to to put it somewhere well, yeah. in the story.
11: And the writers of scripture are not trying to give us. a a, a full picture of jesus personality they're they're what they're doing is very narrow they are highlighting christ's redemptive work they're they are focused on the cross which is not laughable you know the, the the although it's although it is the key to joy but there are some things that give us a clue for example jesus enemies, accused him, they criticized him for, as Jesus puts it, for eating and drinking, you know, which means that they said, in effect, you know, he spends too much time at parties. He spends, you know, he's he's too involved with, he's not serious enough, really. B.B. Warfield, the theologian, says, if our Lord was the man of sorrows, he was more profoundly still the man of joy, and I think that's the key that unlocks it. Is one of the things I realized when I was sort of dwelling on this was how narrow our notion of humor and laughter is. You know, I think it's primarily defined by late-night television and talk show hosts and the sort of cheap humor that we are, are we make a steady diet of. Really, when we're trying to understand God's humor, it's linked. It's not. It's not jokingness. You know, He doesn't. He doesn't tell one-liners. It's linked to this, this capacity for joy,
12: mm-hmm.
11: which Scripture says that we do have—we don't, we don't have it—we haven't really entirely grasped it. We're filled with what Peter says is inexpressible and glorious joy through the Holy Spirit, that we have, we have a foretaste of it. We will not really be able to grasp the fullness of it, I think, until eternity, and I don't even think today we could even understand God's humor without being more like him. <laughs> so.
6: hmm. Talk about, um, John, your idea at the end that we couldn't even, not only would we not understand God's laughter, but we couldn't bear it.
11: Yeah, I was, uh, as I was trying to sort this out, I was thinking of something that T.S. Lewis wrote out in his book, The Great Divorce, which is, story of an imagined bus trip to heaven. And one of the things that Lewis does, it's one of my favorite books of his, is Mm -hmm. he's working by way of analogy. So he uses all of these earthy analogies to help us understand heavenly realities. And at the very end of the book, it's the main character who is really Lewis himself. He's there as the dawn begins to break, and he's terrified by it. In fact, the phrase he uses is that as the light of dawn, like solid blocks, intolerable of solid edge and weight, fell upon him. And, and the idea is that he was not solid enough, because because in the story he's still in his he's he's still in an untransformed mode, un, you know un fully redeemed. He he's still as he puts it, he's a ghost. So that I, I think that that's true in general. That all of the heavenly realities, and particularly those that reflect the nature of God, in order to in order to even endure the presence of God, we need to be transformed to be mm-hmm. like Him. That, you know that's the work of redemption. And I think that must be true also for God's humor. That you know, before we could, not only can we not grasp it, we couldn't endure it without being more like Him, this this work of redemption to be transformed into the image of Christ so that we can see the world, we can see ourselves, we can see redemption, we can see in the way God sees it.
5: That's good. John Kessler, a few serious thoughts about God and laughter. I mean, if you're the uh, the Lord of the universe, you don't necessarily have to be Henny Youngman at the same time, do you? <laughs>
11: Right, exactly. Well, and that's again, that's our problem. You know, I think our our notion of whatever that is—that spark of joy, that spark of laughter—is is so narrow, and and I think in many ways starved. You know, because we we kind of. Which is the interesting thing also about laughter is that you know there are things that I laugh at that I know I really shouldn't laugh at. Right. You know that they. Right. You know, that it, it, can, it is also affected by my sinful nature, that it can be distorted, it can be twisted and, and perverted. But, but that's true. Of all, you know, all perversions at their heart have a root of something that is righteous, that's good. That, that, you know, perversion is a distortion of God's goodness and, and the goodness of his creation. And I think laughter is the same way. That's
5: good, John That's Kessler. Really good. Hey, John. Uh, before you leave us, uh, talk to us for a second about uh, Thanksgiving in the era of COVID. Um, I, I know that you've recently uh, relocated, so what does uh, this Thanksgiving look like for you and and your wife?
11: Well, for for us, we're just going to be spending it together. I'll I'll try to make her laugh, and uh, we'll probably watch <laughs> you know our, our favorite holiday movies. You know, I think it, it differs for different people. Oh, I know some people who are going to be Getting together with family, and some people who don't feel uh, uh, that they can do that because of the way COVID is spiking. I think everybody has to be, you know, they they have to be persuaded by their own conscience. And I think in this age, not only of COVID, but of, uh, you know, of severe criticism of one another because of the way we are responding to it, I I think we just need to be patient with each other. And the thing that that makes you feel safe and give grace to those who are doing something else.
5: (laughs) Yeah. I'm into that. I'll take that, John. John, happy Thanksgiving to you. It's always a pleasure. We're grateful for your monthly visit with us.
11: I'm grateful for you guys too. Thanks for much.
5: Thank you, Dr. John Kessler. You can find him online, John Kessler, where he has a blog, which he updates and writes uh, often. His latest book is called Dangerous Virtues, How to Follow Jesus When Evil Masquerades as Good. Dr. John Kessler. Take a break. Come back. Uh, We're going to talk about... um, This is Kathy
6: Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
7: My feet are so cold. I thought I heard someone's teeth chattering over here. Your feet are cold because you're wearing just ordinary socks. You should try what I'm wearing, heat holders. They're the warmest socks out there. How do they work? Do I need to put something in them? No, no batteries, wires, or anything. Hold on, here, I have an extra pair. Try these. Oh, so soft to the touch. The inside is cozy. Wow, yeah, these are warm. I got some for my husband. He works in construction, and he
10: loves them. Heat
3: holders' socks are the warmest socks around. Independent lab tests prove it. We use a proprietary three-stage process. Cashmere-like advanced insulating yarn, a long loop thermal pile brushed on the inside, keeping your feet warm, comfortable, and dry, making heat holders the softest, warmest, most comfortable socks, guaranteed. Heat holders will pamper your feet. Get a special Black Friday and Cyber Monday deal and save 25% by using the code COMFORT25 at heatholders.com through Cyber Monday and receive free shipping with your purchase of $25 or more. Use code COMFORT25 at heatholders.com today.
2: Hi, this is Tun Chilkin on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meaning for the entire team at the mission, and it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today.
12: My son, Aiden, has asthma. Secondhand smoke has triggered his asthma so badly he ended up in the emergency room and spent multiple nights in intensive care. Now he's on a whole bunch of medications. My tip to you is don't be shy about telling people not to smoke around your kids.
3: Half
9: of U.S. kids are exposed to secondhand smoke. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org.
12: We are everywhere
8: on your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at WordFM.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com.
3: Tonight we'll see a passing evening shower, otherwise mainly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 36. Tomorrow, considerable clouds with afternoon rain. Tomorrow will reach a high of 54. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers, low 50. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a high of 57. Friday, mostly cloudy. We'll see a high of 53. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
6: Every two weeks without fail, I do my grocery shopping down in the Strip District. Now, if you've never been to the Strip, first off, I want to encourage you to go. It's just such a wonderful treasure that we have in Pittsburgh. Um, But if you do go to the Strip, you know what I mean, that it's full of characters. I think that's what keeps me going back. I mean, I started going to the Strip when I was a little kid with my dad. And um, so it's just been, I don't know, it's been a part of my life ever since. But when I became an adult and started shopping for myself, you know, doing, you know, and deciding, I don't know how many years ago it was that I was going to try to do the bulk of my grocery shopping there, um, as opposed to at a supermarket, I think it was because of the the crazy characters who own the shops or run the shops. I mean, it's just, it's, there's something different when you walk into the Korean market than when you walk into Penmac than when you walk into Woolies. I mean, it's just really different ecosystems that somehow (laughs) to coexist.
5: It's not like going to Giant Eagle.
6: Right. It is not like going to a supermarket. Anyway, uh, I was really happy to see an article in the PG. They're doing a series. um, What's it called here? The series is called 19 Neighbors. Um, And just about people who are, you know, helping out and doing unusual things during the coronavirus pandemic. And this article focused on Carl, Carlo Dozzi or Dozy. I'm not sure which because I've never called him by his last name. But um, he is the man who stands at the door at Penmac and gives you what for if you don't submit to his whatever his thing is. So it's funny you
5: bring this up because I've gotten what for from Carl. You have? Yes.
6: What were you misbehaving at Penmac?
5: Well, not really. I mean, okay, so now I think everyone's attuned to this, right? When you walk into a retail establishment now, generally there's someone there who's making sure you're masked up, right. right? And so I walked in and of course Penmac is, you know, a massive crowd of people, and I walked in one day with my wife and two two kids and people around me. I walked right by this guy and you know, all of a sudden I heard Hey, hey. And like, you know, someone was yelling. And then my wife was behind me going, John, come back. I'm back. And the guy was like, you walked right by me. Hold your hands out, please. And he pulls out a little spray bottle and is spritzing me with, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were here. He was busy taking care of somebody else. And I was going to go get in line for my meats and cheese.
6: I love him so much. Listen, he has take he, he was tasked by David Sinceri, who's the owner, who called him in March and said he needed somebody who would check that people wore their masks. He said, and I'm reading from the PG here, he wanted someone who had an attitude and who spoke Italian. I speak Italian fluently. I know the product. I know the people. I love dealing with people and I like seeing them happy. It's been terrific. So he's been the guy at the door who's done what he did to John, which is, hey, give me your hand. I'm going to squirt hand sanitizer on there. You you need to wear a mask or you don't, you don't, whatever it is, he does. I mean, at the beginning, you could only shop in there if you wore gloves and he would put your gloves on for you. Because if you, if you do the hand sanitizer first, then the gloves don't fit, you can't get them on, you know, he'd get them on for me. Anyway, Anyway. he is a lovely presence, but he's not messing around.
5: Okay? He's a very kind but very imposing figure. Yes,
6: he is. Yes, he he's taking his job seriously, mm-hmm. and I think he's just done a wonderful job. I talk to him every time I'm down there. Um, but what I didn't know was anything about the man. So the article says that he's a retired construction salesman. He's an army vet. He's an opera buff. He's a devout Catholic. He's a staunch conservative. He's a grandfather of nine with the 10th on the way, and he's 78 years old. Fabulous. I mean, he's done such a great job. He said, um, this is, again, back to the PG article. He said, in the beginning, everybody fought this. They didn't believe it was real. I said, listen, there's too much happening in the world for it not to be real. It's affecting the whole world. And you know it's made enemies out of relatives and neighbors and friends. And I was one of those. But then I thought, wait. This is crazy, What gives me the right to be better than my next door neighbor and he said that's what keeps him going. He says, "I remember when I didn't want to wear a mask. I remember when I didn't want to have hand sanitizer squirted at me because none of us like any of this. He said, but we quote need to get along with everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, your culture, your religion. Penmac is a melting pot. It's been here for a hundred years. The people that come in, I can respect everybody's opinion. I don't have to agree with you." to be your friend.
5: Very nice. I mean, say what you will. I think that Penn Mac is my favorite store in the entire mm. city of Pittsburgh. And there's something about the Sinceri family. When you go in there, everybody is business, but everybody is kind as well. Yes, I so agree. So it's, it's really, really well done. Penn it's Mac. a wonderful
6: it. place. So three cheers for Carlo Dozi, who's doing an unbelievably good job keeping us all safe at Penn Mac in the Strip.
5: Very nice. We'll take a quick break, come back. When we do come back, we're going to talk about a science experiment gone bad. Eight people stuck in the desert in Arizona in the 1980s. It was not what they expected. Stick around for that from Reasons to Believe. Next, the ride home here on Word FM.
8: 101.5 WORD.
9: Did you know the devil imitates biblical prophecy? He's been using the same scheme from the beginning of time. Do you know what it is? Well, find out this week on Through the Bible, along with the only thing guaranteed to defeat Satan's plans. I'm Steve Schwetz, inviting you to travel through the wild and wonderful Old Testament book of Zechariah with us. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD.
4: You cast your ballot, got your sticker, and the results are in. The 2020 election is finally behind us. Now what? Time to figure out what the results could mean for you and your retirement. The stock market will always be unpredictable, and low tax rates aren't guaranteed to last forever. So if retirement is on your horizon, now is the time to review your financial strategy. To get started, Kurt Konodik from Accurate Solutions Group has a free guide that can help you determine if the presidential election results will impact your retirement plans. To get this free guide, call or text results to 412-515-0005. That's results to 412-515-0005. Think long-term, not four-year presidential term, Start planning your retirement today. Get your free guide from Kurt Kenotic from Accurate Solutions Group to learn what you may want to consider now that the election is behind us. Call or text results to 412-515-0005. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment
5: Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. By now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium My Pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon.
9: You've worked hard to provide for your family, but what happens when you're no longer here? You know, when people plan for retirement, they sometimes forget to consider their financial legacy. Your assets should go where you want them to go, not where some probate court decides. So why not be proactive? Kevin Bach can show you how to pass your assets along to your loved ones in the most tax-efficient way possible. Call Kevin at
3: 724-837-3553 or online at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach. PA insurance license number 352896.
5: it's fair to say that in this pandemic covid era we're sort of living in a bad Mm sci-fi novel or just a a cheesy film where when things go wrong they kind of look like they look like now and of course this is not of our own doing but there was a time in america when scientists got together and said hey let's put people in isolation in close quarters and keep them in there for months on end and kind of see what happens in the name of science. Well, just like pandemic is not going well, I guarantee you, guarantee you that biosphere did not go well is is uh, either. Jeff Zwink is with us. Jeff's an astrophysicist, a research scholar at Reasons to Believe. His writing, speaking, encouraging people to consider the connection between Scripture's truth and scientific evidence. Jeff's also the author of Is There Life Out There? But here to talk to us about a science experiment, kind of forgotten, but it sort of brings up where we are right now. Uh, Jeff, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. It's good to be here today. Thank you.
6: Jeff, this is the wackiest story, and I didn't know anything about this until recently. So tell us about Biosphere 2.
14: Yeah, well, this was a, a project uh, undertaken almost 30 years ago. It was kind of late 80s it, it, uh, where they actually started putting people into the, the biosphere was in uh, the early 1990s. And the idea was to see if they could build an environment which was closed from the outside world that could sustain a group of people, and so this is about a three and a half, or a little bit over three acres worth of land that was covered. Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's kind of like three, fo- three uh, football fields that are all, uh, you know, three things that are a hundred meters or hundred, a uh, hundred yards long, hundred yards wide. It's about three of those put together, um, and it was, uh, you know, down in Arizona, but it was designed to see if we could, it could support eight people for two years without any external intervention
5: i see so this thing was enclosed i mean it was sort of like a you know a massive greenhouse that you know would you could grow crops in there the the idea was to sustain eight people over this amount of time to look at how people may thrive or not maybe as they travel to the far reaches of the solar system someday
14: yeah that's exactly right the intent was to see could we build something that would allow us to travel out into space and go to another planet. I mean, uh, you know, if you talk about the closest star to our solar system, it's four light years away. You know, you travel at 10% the speed of light, you got 40 years where you're out there going through space. And so uh, can, you you got to talk about can you rep- or can you grow food, can you take care of things, can you transport animals, all of that. That's what this was designed to do. And in fact what they 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 built it so well that there was less than ten percent leakage of air out of the environment every year and, and that was kind of interesting because what they found is that over time the actual the oxygen levels in the environment uh went down so it was a very well engineered system uh to see whether we could do this and, and it gave us some interesting results, some very good, and some that really kind of illuminated that this is a lot harder endeavor than we thought they, than we thought it was
6: right. okay so. So this was the brainchild of John P. Allen. You know, a uh, I don't know a man with with far-reaching abilities and interests and curiosities. Um, Harvard graduate, metallurgist, union organizer, beat poet, <laughs> and a traveler studying indigenous cultures. Why did he decide this was what he wanted to pursue?
14: Well, I think he's, uh, you know, he's also given a lot of money to build telescopes. There's, there's the Allen Array, which is named after him. He's very interested in is there life out there, and how do we go about not only finding it, but how do we go about maybe going out and exploring it? And so I think it's just part of his natural scientific curiosity to go out and do this, and uh, he's one of the few people with enough resources to actually do some major projects to make it happen.
5: So now, Jeff, this is well before the phenomenon of reality TV. But had there been reality TV in that era, this was exactly mm-hmm. made for that because you know it was kind of like Big Brother or Alone or you know any of those things that push people strangers together and sort of there they are in a petri dish to see how they operate well or
14: not. Right? It really was, and uh, with the exception was this: these actually weren't strangers; these were people who were very passionate about this project. Uh, they were very intimate, close relationships before they went in. I mean, if, if you were trying to assemble a group of people that say, how could we be the most successful doing this? This was that group of people. So you don't have any of those odd personality. Oh, I didn't know I he was like that. And that bugs me. These were people who knew each other well, worked together well, were actually very intimate with one another and close with one another. So it was kind of the best of all possible worlds in that sense.
5: I see. So then what happened?
14: Well, a number of very positive and successful things came out. They were actually able to produce enough food to sustain themselves for the two years. They actually did two uh, two stints, one from 91 to 93, and then they tried again in 94, and there were some external factors related to company changing hands and management of the project that ended, ended up uh, with it ceasing. But on the first one, they were able to grow all of their food to sustain themselves for two years. Although everybody lost quite a bit of weight, and at least for the first year, everybody was uh, complaining about hunger because they were or continually hungry because they were on a very low-calorie, high-nutrient diet. And so, uh, But they were all healthy. They're, they're, uh, physically, they, they took care of themselves. The environment actually prevented buildup of toxins. Uh, a lot of good things happened. But there were kind of some very interesting, uh, uh, unexpected things that happened. Uh, the amount of oxygen in the environment, uh, you know, normally it was about 20%. It dropped all the way down to about 14%, which is getting kind of detrimental to humans being able to live there very well. Um, uh, the trees, the, you know, some of the trees that they grew in uh, some of the grassland areas, they grew rapidly, grew well. But because there's no wind in there, the trees weren't very strong and they didn't they didn't thrive very well. There was an ant species that happened to, uh, or yeah, they had a bunch of different animals and and insects, and a lot of the animals and insects died off. In part, the insects did because there was a an invasive ant species or an unexpected ant species that was invasive and actually kind of took over everything. And so there was a lot of interesting things in the in in the environment where, yeah, a lot of things worked. It showed that in principle it could be done. But there's a lot of things you got to get right that could destroy it, especially on a longer-term mission, which doesn't have support from outside the dome.
6: Dr. Jeff Zwirink is with us, astrophysicist and research scholar at Reasons to Believe. All right. I think the thing I thought was the weirdest, and there is a lot of weird things about this story, is that the the people that were inside were kind of like zoo animals to tourists who went up to the windows and got to, like, watch them live there like – parallel reality
14: in there. I uh, that, that's just an, an interesting phenomenon. that you know, apparently that was there were people would come up and knock and bang and it was a little bit disruptive and annoying. I mean, I could imagine being in there working on, or you know, trying to survive and make this thing work under some very difficult conditions. Again, you know, kind of low calorie, not, not not the kind of abundance that we're used to experiencing and having people just kind of being in there gawking and and that was really one of the fascinating things that came out of this uh, is that, you know, we've done a, we've done this and other studies where we put people in close quarters and uh, it turned out that these people who are very good friends, very intimate, very close with one another uh, they ended up dividing up into factions over what the goal of the project was. And when they came out, they weren't on speaking terms anymore. Mm
6: -hmm. So, so morale was bad and the relationship
14: suffered. Yes, it did. And, you know, the, the comment about this is that kind of they recognize that if they didn't work at keeping the biosphere working, they would they would not survive or you know, the, the experiment would have to be would be a failure. So they actually ended up did working and they, they made it all the way through the project. But very often, these sorts of factions and things lead to sabotage and, and other very detrimental things where, you know, I'm, I, I want my part to work, not yours. And so I'm going to be detrimental or sabotage what you're doing. So even though that didn't happen here, normally that does happen. And so it just kind of highlights that uh, it, human personal relationships are very hard, especially even in the best of circumstances, it's very hard to make them work well. And and it's even more pressing in, in, a, in a situation like this. Or imagine if you're out trying to travel to another star, you don't have a, well, I'm just going to quit and go home. You got to work or people right. are going to die type thing.
5: Right. Okay, so, Jeff, then, as a person of faith, this appeals to you. This was of interest to you. Why? Was there any theological thread
14: in there that you draw? Well, it, it did strike me as interesting, because here we, we chose—these people were chosen because they had a passion for the project. You couldn't have chosen a group of people uh, in, in that scenario that were better suited for this. And yet, at the end of the day, they were not able to navigate those interpersonal problems. And I'm not going to say Christians have just got this all solved or anything, but ultimately Christianity does provide the foundation for what it takes to make a project like that work. Because in Christianity, your worth isn't determined by whether your goal gets met or not. Your worth isn't determined by whether you're the master or whether you're the servant. Your worth is determined by are you who are you in God's image, or are you created in God's image? And the answer is yes. And uh, he's created you for a purpose. And so uh, there there was this argument and fighting over how do we do and who's in charge and who gets to decide, and none of that worked well. Whereas in a Christian worldview, if we live as Christians, well, that actually does work because everybody's there doing what God has put them there to do. And ultimately recognizing that even if something goes wrong, the person who made the decision isn't the ultimate one who gives account. Ultimately, God's going to take care of all of that. And so there, okay. there's a hope that comes with Christianity that, that just doesn't there if, if this material world is all there is. So I think it really Excellent. does highlight that Christianity is a good way to look at things. It's the right way to look at things.
5: Very good. So, Jeff, the, the physical structure of Biosphere 2, um, does that still exist in any form?
14: Uh, yeah, it's actually an ongoing uh, science experiment. They kind of changed it instead of having it. To, uh, they, they use it to uh, change carbon dioxide levels in the environment to see how that affects plants. So it's an ongoing science experiment. It doesn't. It's not used in the way it was originally built for this. Let's keep people enclosed. Let's keep things enclosed and see how it works. But, yeah, there's a lot of good research that comes out of this. So, uh, you know, even though it didn't produce its original goal of, Let's make an environment that shows that we can get out to another planet. So there's a very, really good, re- re- ah, excuse me, there is very good science that has come out of this. And it's helped us learn a lot.
6: How about that? A couple of the members uh, from the original cast, so to speak, um, still live together.
14: That I don't know the answer. I haven't haven't been able to track that down. Uh, You know, yeah, I I did. You know, i
6: I looked at I looked into that today. Um, Several of them live together, including Mr. Allen, who's in his nineties, and another one of the originals, um, a woman by the name. Her last name is Lee. Um, And they uh, live
5: together, like in a commune.
6: uh, Well, they they still live together on Synergia Ranch. Hmm.
5: Yeah, which is uh, which
6: is part of the the, part
14: of the, the yeah.
6: Yeah, two of the pe- these two people I'm talking about, Nelson and Allen, um, they said that um, it was the best time of their lives.
5: Interesting. All right, good. Yeah. All right, Jeff. I mean,
6: no, other, I mean, other than other than the fighting and the starving, I mean, it was great.
14: Right, yeah. And and coming out not being on speaking terms, yeah, I find that interesting. And uh, you know, maybe that's maybe that's kind of. You know, as Christians, we can go through very difficult, trying times, and you look back and say, oh, that really helped me grow, and I look on that fondly. But there, there is a disconnect between the I couldn't stand you and I can't even talk to you to now. That uh, was the best time of my life. There's a...
5: Interesting. Jeff Zerwing from Reasons to Believe.
1: Here's a better route to consider. The facilities management HVAC or electronics training program available through salemcareerhub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275,
15: 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com. Our Faith and Family Mortgage Team is kind of like a pro football team. They've got their own language, Blue 42, Omaha, Z-Post Dive, and we've got our own language, DTI, PMI, or Cash Out Refinance in Omaha. They've got fancy end zone dances like the Icky Shuffle and the Salsa, and my dad has his happy customer dance. I call it the Awkward Shuffle by a man who loves chips and salsa. But maybe the biggest similarity is that we both have special advantages. They've got world-class athleticism and talent, and we definitely don't. But we do have a special direct lender advantage. Our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Come get a mortgage touchdown. At United Faith Mortgage.
6: We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money.
9: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672.
16: If you were lied to when buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those Timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a Timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that Timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, We will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing.
15: Call now for your
13: free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242.
5: Thanksgiving holiday always brings out great stories of generosity. Here's one about a guy named Rob Adams, who is a successful real estate in Utah. And he tells a story that when he was a little boy, about 11 years old, his dad lost his job and they stayed in the back of a pickup truck for the better part of a year. They had enough money to spend a night in a motel room one night a week. And, and they joined a church and somebody in their church said, Hey, we're going away for Christmas. So you can stay at our place for two full weeks while we go away for Christmas. They walked into this house on Christmas Eve, and the whole place was lit up for them. Christmas tree, all these presents, refrigerator full of, of, of great food. He says, you know, when I was an 11 year old boy, I cried and he said, I vowed right then and there that if I ever made anything with my life, I would pay it forward like these people have done for me. So he started this thing after he started making money called Thanksgiving Heroes. And every year he delivers 50 pound boxes to 2,500 people. Wow. in Europe. It's wow. expanded right now to Dallas, Denver and Cleveland. And it's helping people who are just on having hard times. So paint it forward on Thanksgiving.
8: Wow. 101.5 WORD FM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in, and at radio.com.
17: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. It was a record day on Wall Street as the Dow closes above 30,000 for the first time. Investors encouraged by the latest progress on developing coronavirus vaccines. The Dow gained 454 points to close at 30,046. The NASDAQ was ahead 156 points today and the S&P 500 up 57. President Trump applauded the news from Wall Street, calling 30,000 a sacred number. U.S. home prices jumped in September as strong demand, low interest rates, and the smallest number of available homes on record combined to push up housing costs. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller 20-City Home Price Index showed that home prices rose 6.6% in September from a year earlier, much higher than the 5.3% increase in August, the biggest increase since April of 2018. This is SRN News.
10: Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. If you're a timeshare owner, getting out is probably a top priority. And now that annual maintenance fees are coming due, this ongoing burden and expense is at the top of your list. Thankfully, we can help. Let us do for you what we have done for thousands of others across the country. Our process is done legally, ethically, and quickly. Lone Star Transfer has a 99% success rate and an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. We are a family-owned business and will personally make sure your experience is a pleasant one. Don't let another day go by with maintenance fees taking your hard-earned money. Give us a call for a no-obligation consultation at 844-284-4863. That's 844-284-4863 or online at LoneStarTransfer.com.
1: one 936 5496 That's
9: 1-800-936-5496. Friday, December 4th, Memorial Park Church presents a special benefit concert with Michael Card. And special guest, Jeremy Casella. To support the work of Edunations nations in war-torn Sierra Leone. To ensure everyone's safety, in-person attendance will be very limited. With tickets on sale now at edunations.org. Or watch the concert online free of charge. Michael Card, 7 p.m. December 4th. Sponsored by Tom Henry Chevrolet.
8: Okay, ladies, we all know one of the greatest feelings in the world. When a friend says, girl, those pants look amazing on you. And I say, thanks. They're Skechers Go Walk Wear Pants. And why do I always get compliments on these casual athletic stretchy pants? They're made with comfortable GoFlex fabric that has compression and hold. They have four pockets, plus they're machine washable and come in extended sizes. That's the Skechers Go Walk Wear line of pants. Find yours at skechers.com or a Skechers store near you.
3: Tonight we'll see a passing evening shower, otherwise mainly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 36. Tomorrow, considerable clouds with afternoon rain. Tomorrow will reach a high of 54. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers, low 50. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a high of 57. Friday, mostly cloudy. We'll see a high of 53. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
0: Welcome to
4: another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem, Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
5: Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. It's a little chilly out there right now, isn't it? I got the uh, furnace cranked. First time I think this year, the furnace is working at full efficiency. And uh, Kathy, in, in your neck of the woods, are you feeling a little, uh, a little, feeling the chill as well?
6: Well, you know, I started uh, standing during doing the show a couple of weeks yeah. ago, as 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 am, so maybe a week ago, Yeah. Um, and I have this like boogie board type of thing that yeah. I, you know, move back and forth on. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, good for your core and good for circulation, that sort of thing. I don't get cold doing the show anymore.
5: Hey, because you're standing up and you're, yeah. and you're moving a little bit. Moving side to side. It's really
6: interesting. I, I did, would not have expected that.
5: All right, good. I guess there's some.
6: It's also a little bit of a pain.
5: What do you mean? It's
6: it's annoying because I want to sit down.
5: Right. Okay. So, okay. So this is a weird thing. So like a lot of people, you know, working at home or even in the office, the stand-up desk, right, which has become a thing, but you've taken it to a whole other level. We've got a stand-up desk on a boogie board. So you're kind of, what about, like, what about your writing? Has your penmanship suffered? It's
6: horrible. It's atrocious. Uh, You cannot write when you're doing it. And maybe if my desk height was higher, I could, but I cannot write well. Well, that's
5: an I mean, awful it's lot to actually terrible. I mean, you're doing a two hour talk show and you're sitting on a boogie board. I mean, it's kind yeah. of like a seal, you know, juggling balls with their nose.
6: It is. But this is what happens when you're in COVID quarantine. I mean, I did today was the first day, John. I left my house in two weeks. Wow. Two weeks because my daughter had COVID and, you know, I, we needed to make sure that my husband and I didn't. So we had a two week quarantine and I was, uh, listen, I was ready to come up with any possible activity I plan I could do.
5: Isn't the world grand when my you get goodness. out finally after quarantine?
6: I was so excited to go to the grocery store today. I, I didn't even know myself.
5: Yeah. The cornucopia that lies before you is like, oh, what what used to be mundane is now a miracle.
6: Right. Hey, speaking of cornucopia. Yes. And very good. Five points for the Thanksgiving word. Uh, it's time for us to announce our top two finalists for our Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest for 2020.
5: All right. Well, let, let's have a little sidebar because when we first uh, birthed this idea, we were not calling it Weird Thanksgiving.
6: We were calling it Would You Eat That?
5: Right. Because now the weird Thanksgiving, which is sort of like a misnomer, because we don't want to like mock someone's culinary family delights. We were just interested in unusual food that appears on the Thanksgiving table annually.
6: Well, let me say a little weird. Let me say that one of our contestants, in fact, John, one of the two finalists says that her dish she specifically makes at Thanksgiving, quote, because it's weird.
5: Okay. All right. Well, having seen these two finalists, I clearly know which one she's referencing.
6: The two finalists for the 2020 Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest for the Ride Home are Stacy Riggle Al-Sabah with her Banya Calda recipe and Bonnie Antonucci with her Corned Beef Jello Salad.
5: <laughs> Say no more, Bonnie.
6: Congratulations to both of you. Now, here's the thing. You're both going to win something. Yep. But the winner... Whenever John and I get together tomorrow and actually sample the two things, that winner is going to be the recipient of a $100 Visa gift card. It could be Stacy. It could be Bonnie.
5: Very nice. Okay, so then you went shopping and bought the uh, aforementioned ingredients for these recipes.
6: I did. Anything
5: like totally out of the box that you thought, I can't even find this, let alone imagine what it is.
6: Um, Well, I had never in my life bought corned beef in a can before. Oh. I never bought that, and so my daughter was grocery shopping for me because I was still in quarantine, yeah, and couldn't go to the store. And uh, she said, "Where would I find that?" You know, in the grocery store, and I couldn't
5: figure. Well, out where we isn't came. it like in like the tuna? Like so like that I was bleep.
6: like, okay, so like where would canned meats be? And it did end up being by the tuna,
5: like it's Underwood like, deviled ham, that kind of stuff, you, right? Right, like spam. Right. What? So- yeah. 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 I'm surprised that spam or Underwood deviled ham did not make the cut on any of these recipes. It did not, because you would think that that'd be
6: another thing. That my daughter couldn't find in the store only because she didn't know where to look for it were the uh, tin of anchovies in sea salt.
5: Oh, again, probably the same aisle, don't you think?
6: Probably, it was in the Italian section, in the ethnic section.
5: Really? Uh When you order pizza, do you uh, uh, ever treat yourself to an anchovy?
6: I have never. I know. I haven't. I've never done that. Oh, it's not, I, I would I, probably like it.
5: I think you would like it. Yeah, because it's certainly salty, right? It has mm-hmm. a nice little zing to it, doesn't it? Sure. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs> now, no, let me tell you that tomorrow is going to be a big day because I will prepare both of these mm-hmm. dishes. John will come to my house and we will determine which is the winner. And that will be announced on the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home.
5: Thanks for everyone who uh, provided us with a peek into their family, uh, their uh, Thanksgiving delight because... Um, it was a sort of a, an odd little trip.
6: It was really fun. In fact, I'm calling it the Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest for 2020 because I might want to do it again next year.
8: All
5: right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Pastor Eric Andre. Uh, his conversation focuses around Thanksgiving in light of Luke 11, light of Luke 17. That's straight ahead. The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy on Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. That'd be word of end.
8: WORD.
4: Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. God advises us to give in a different way. And that is with a determined action to give proportionally based on one of the key scriptures in all the Bible,
9: Matthew 633. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD.
6: Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks... Feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724 884 1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment, 724 884 1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley, 724 884 1496.
5: By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just twenty-nine ninety-eight. Originally sixty-nine ninety-eight. That's a forty dollar savings. And kings are only five dollars more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, twenty-nine ninety-eight for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March first, 2021. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, use promo code Word. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD,
3: you'll get yours soon. At Tractor Supply, our Black Friday sale means huge savings on everything you need out here. Now through Saturday, save on thousands of items, including gun safes, pet supplies, tools, and workwear. From the brands you love, like Purina, Carhartt, and Makita. Shop now, in-store, online, or on our app, and take advantage of our convenient curbside pickup. Head to the Black Friday sale, now through Saturday, at your local Tractor Supply or at TractorSupply.com. Tractor Supply, everything you need for life out here.
6: From Luke 17. Now, on his way to Jerusalem... Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well.
5: Pastor Eric Andre is back with us. Pastor Andre is a regular guest on our show. He is the campus chaplain, Lutheran Student Fellowship of Pittsburgh, also at First Trinity Church in the North Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Pastor, welcome back. It's a fascinating story to see all this healing taking place and the lack of gratitude.
13: Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, and Kathy, good to be with you. And yeah, it's very uh, appropriate text as we head into thanksgiving here in just a couple days and uh and we see you know about it you're not supposed to tie's on gratitude right but only one of ten <laughs> return to give thanks um but i think i think sometimes we miss something in this text uh besides kind of the the obvious you know i guess lesson on on giving thanks or lack thereof and that is um i think a key to the text is jesus question to this Samaritan leper, um, which is, we should apply to ourselves as well, and and, and that is, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And it's interesting because the answer, of course, or or what's implied in the question, or what's explicit in the narrative, I should say, is that there is one who returned to give thanks. And so the question is answered uh, by uh, the, 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 the Samaritan lepers, coming and throwing himself at the feet of Jesus. In other words, to whom was it that the leper returned? To Jesus, of course. But Jesus points out that he returns and gives praise to God. Was no one found to return and give praise to God? And that is, in other words, the Samaritan leper, in coming to Jesus, Jesus is making here a divine pronouncement. He is saying that to give thanks to him, to Jesus, is to give praise and thanks to God. Uh, And, of course, the miracle attests to this, to his divine power and authority over the the disease. His name attests to this. Uh, It is Jesus who is on the way uh, to Jerusalem. Jesus, and and his name, as I think we've discussed before, means uh, God saves, specifically Yahweh saves. Right? So you have the Old Testament personal name by which God reveals himself, that is Yahweh, meaning I am who I am, or I will be who I will be, his His eternal, unchanging character. But then, And that's under the Old Covenant. And then you have the name by which God reveals himself under the New Covenant, and that is really just an expansion of the same name. It is Jesus, and Jesus, or, or in, in Aramaic, Yeshua, or in Hebrew, Joshua, or in Latin and English, Jesus, Jesus, means Yahweh saves. The yet the, the the at the beginning uh, of Yeshua is Yahweh, and Yeshua means salvation or saves. So Jesus' name, Christ's name, is literally Yahweh saves. And so here he is calling, the beckoning, healing this Samaritan, bringing him to, to worship at his feet, bringing him to worship God. Uh, his miracle tested this, his name manifested, and of course, finally, most shortly, His death and resurrection and his coming return uh, attest to this as well.
6: So as we think about that um, aspect of his nature, I mean, uh, the obvious question is, well, you know, how do we practice more gratitude? Um, But I can't tell you, this has been a really important uh, story in my life. I just, I can't tell you how many times I have said out loud to God, I don't want to be one of those people who forgets to say thank you. Um, Right. I, I just, I repeatedly have said that to God, and then I think of all the times when I should have said that and didn't. Um, what about you? I mean, does it has this story made a difference to you? Is there something practical or particular that you've done?
13: Well, I mean, I think that it's very easy to um, give thanks when we receive what we deem to be positive blessings in our life. It's harder to give thanks. For what we might call, you know, in many traditions we talk about sins of commission and sins of omission, right? So the sins of commission, the sins of commission are is the evil that we do, but the sins of omission is avoiding the good that we should have done. But there's also kind of a, a, a reverse flip coin of this, and that is that God gives us blessings of commission, but also blessings of omission, right? So He gives us. Blessings that we most obviously give thanks for on Thanksgiving, for example, food, clothing, and shelter, right? And, um, and, of course, most especially our salvation in Christ. But there's also kind of the blessings of omission. I mean, I traveled to work today. I traveled to church back and forth in the car. I was not in an accident. You know, uh, I'm sitting here able to talk to you. Uh, I have my voice. I have my health. God preserved me this day from all manner of spiritual, physical, emotional uh, evil that could have occurred to me in my life, and I think we forget so often to give thanks for that. For that, the evil which did not happen but could have, um, and then what's even harder uh, to be grateful for, I think, and, and yet the apostle Paul calls us to this: to give thanks in all circumstances and for all things. So, in other words, to give thanks even for those things that we would be, those things that we would rather avoid, those things that we might even deem as bad things but we know that God works all things for the good of those whom he loves and has called according to his purpose. So what what does that practically mean? So this this is something that has changed for me when I, when I came across this idea years ago in a a little essay I read about giving thanks for all things. It means that um, if, if someone is suffering with cancer, I can give, perhaps give thanks for their witness, for their strength in the midst of that suffering to others. Um, If, if, if something is lost i can give thanks that god gives me an opportunity for patience um, you know so if 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 i myself am not feeling well i can give thanks for the opportunity that gives me to slow down uh, the hectic pace of life that is always feeling the necessity to be productive but maybe can't in the midst of not feeling as well so there's, there's we can find things even in midst, even in the midst of what we might be bad in the midst of adversity and suffering we can think Find things to give thanks for in the midst of that and and that's fitting because we follow the man of servant uh, the man of sorrows the suffering servant who has said that his grace is sufficient for our weaknesses and that his strength is manifest in and through our weakness, uh, and that that where is where his power is made known so I, I think that's something that I've really and, and, that's, and that's true in this text. I mean, these lepers, this Samaritan, they, I mean, this Samaritan, the one who returned, you know, Jesus said and wasn't this foreigner. Well, it wasn't just that Jesus was talking about, you know, just in the general sense. The Samaritans and the Jews, they hated each other. Uh, the Jews viewed the Samaritans as, as half-breed mongrels who had, you know, were, were left over from uh, the intermarriage of Israelites and 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 the Samaritans when uh, when when the Northern Kingdom was exiled and Gentiles were brought into the land some 750 years earlier, and they disagreed on the place of worship. They disagreed even on the nature of what the sacred texts were of what we would call the Old Testament. And so he's the one that returns. This this leper, this outcast, who people weren't even supposed to get 70 feet. 75 feet close to, let alone six feet, <laughs> you know, I mean, 75 feet away. and They had to call out unclean, unclean. You had to leave the food behind them. If you were even going to deal with anything, and go away. So this outcast, this, this, this half breed mongrel, you know, half almost demonic. I mean, they would accuse Jesus of having a demon. They would call him a Samaritan. His opponents would this one in his utter weakness and exclusion. He is drawn he is drawn back to worship, to give thanks, and is told that his faith, his faith has made him well. And that word well there, that doesn't mean only. Well, it can mean physical healing, but it's the same word that's used for spiritual healing, that is salvation. Because after all, it's all, all of them were made well, right? All of them were yeah. healed. All ten were healed. But he says to the Samaritan foreigner, your faith has made you well. So there's an expansion of the word there. It includes really more than just physical, but, but the benefits unto
5: eternal life. Oh, that's excellent. Pastor Eric Andre is with us from the uh, Lutheran Student Fellowship of Pittsburgh. Eric, I have a, 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 a hazy childhood memory of being a little boy and standing with my father and my oldest sister, and something was given to me. And so this became sort of like a family story. And what I meant to say as a young boy with not a full grasp of the English language, I meant to say, thank you, I appreciate that. What I, in actuality, said was, thank you, I deserve that.
6: Oh, that's different.
5: And there was great laughter because of that, you know? Um, But I think that's true, you know, internally, we tend to think that.
13: Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, that's, that's,
13: and, and, you know, I think this Samaritan leper had, I, I mean, without getting inside his head, society, culture, everything, Around, in and around him, the people, everything had taught him that he deserved nothing. As a matter of fact, you know, the, the kind of mindset of that day was that if if, if you were—the suspicion was that someone who was that sick was especially marked by sin, and its consequent punishment and suffering was deserved. You know, in John 9, the disciples ask about a blind man who sinned, he or his parents, that he was born blind, right? So so this this one— had been excluded from the fellowship, he'd been designated as ritually unclean, he couldn't go to service in the temple, um, he had been told all his life that he he deserved nothing, he, and he knew that, in a sense. And of course, that's the truth. We're all Samaritan lepers when it comes to coming to Jesus and getting what we deserve is death and condemnation for our sin. But what Christ gives us is healing for body and soul. And he does give that healing for body, by the way. I know there's people listening who are probably sick and have been sick for years. When will it come? Well, sometimes it comes now
12: through
13: through modern medicine. Sometimes it comes by miraculous healing. I have a friend of a friend who had cancer, but it's just gone now, miraculously gone. Or it will come when Christ returns and we're at the end of the church, or we're looking at Advent, we're looking at the first and the second Advent when Christ returns, the healing will come in God's time and good pleasure. But we don't deserve it. I mean, this leper knew that, The Samaritan leper knew that, and we're, like I said, we're really all Samaritan lepers. We're, we're all the, the undeserving, we're all the, the least lost, last losers that don't deserve anything. But God gives it to us out of pure pity, as it says in the text, or mercy, or grace, as it could also be translated. Very nice.
5: Eric, um Thanks for being with us. Always a great pleasure. You're a really fine teacher, and we always appreciate your your presence here. Uh, speak to us about uh, these days that lay ahead. Uh, what are you and your family going to do for Thanksgiving in this era of the uh, COVID pandemic?
13: Yeah, we're going to have about a hundred people over uh, indoors. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, I'm just kidding. In our house, but no. Uh, no, we're, that's you know our table seats eight, but we'll crowd around. No, no, uh, we're we're gonna we are gonna have a celebration with our, our immediate family here at the home. We're all kind of excited about actually making the meal. We haven't done that too often because we usually go to my parents or my sisters, but not this year. Uh, but we are gathering in our large, large sanctuary in nave at First Trinity Lutheran Church tomorrow evening for a Thanksgiving Eve service where we will be. You know, very distanced and face-masked, uh, and so if anyone would like to join us for that, they're certainly welcome at 7 p.m. Thanksgiving Eve service tomorrow at First Trinity Lutheran in, in Oakland, Shadyside. And give thanks to God there, and then and then enjoy the bounty uh, the next day in, in in our home. So, yeah.
5: Very good. Thanks to yeah. God indeed. And Eric, always a pleasure. Thank you for your uh, continued uh, appearance here on our show. We always appreciate your time here with us. It's good to be
13: with you and happy and blessed Thanksgiving to, to you and Kathy. And, you know, it just struck me, I think, of this thought uh, that the Beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, ties in with what we've been talking about. And J.B. Phillips, in his par- tr- uh, paraphrase, has blessed are they who know their need for God. Blessed are those who are
8: it is it's time to talk turkey. At the spring house in 84 we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time but our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed and sold turkeys and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious.
15: So I was at the beach recently with family when this guy with a metal detector nearby hits treasure. His detector is beeping. He drops it and starts digging. And my four-year-old nephew loses his mind and has to go see the jewels that are about to be uncovered. So I walk over there with him, admittedly a little excited myself, just in time to see that the incredible discovery is an old rusty zipper. Hey, it's Ryan. And while I'm unfortunately not a treasure hunter, our Faith and Family Mortgage team has gotten really good at helping WordFM listeners uncover and cash out their own actual treasure. Home values have gone up significantly the last few years, leaving many families with the ability to cash out the equity buried in their home to use for life, like some home updates or paying off credit card debt or getting yourself a really nice metal detector to search for rusty zippers. We... Our United Faith Mortgage.
7: We pay your
6: appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money.
15: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330.
9: Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672.
15: The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Hi, this is Dave Fry from Sidewalk Prophets. And if this sounds like something you could use, visit christianradio.com. Christianradio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online at christianradio.com or download the free mobile app today.
2: Hi, this is Ton on behalf of Light of Life Rescue Mission. Thanksgiving has great meeting for the entire team at the mission and it reaches far beyond a few football games and eating too much turkey. We're thankful for you, the caring Pittsburgh community, and the generous ways you continue to reach out and help us touch the lives of those in need. Today I'm asking you to join our team to help us share the priceless gift of hope by visiting lightoflife.org and donating generously today.
8: Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, by heart tune in and on radio.com in the car or at home too. At 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh.
3: Tonight we'll see a passing evening shower, otherwise mainly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 36. Tomorrow, considerable clouds with afternoon rain. Tomorrow we'll reach a high of 54. Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy and mild with a couple of showers, low 50. Thanksgiving Day Thursday, mostly cloudy skies with a high of 57. Friday, mostly cloudy. We'll see a high of 53. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon.
9: Why does Trinity Jewelers Mark Helgerman advertise on Word FM? Every year we've grown every year has gotten better i attribute that directly to the advertising word fm can give you
16: something that no other station can give you because as christian brother and sisters a relationship is formed through that radio and through the advertising and that person will drive past 20
13: other jewelers to come and see us there's no question word fm has been huge for trinity george i mean we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are if it wasn't for word fm it has um created such a business base for us because it's made us larger than just your neighborhood jeweler it's made us citywide i feel like in a lot of cases with other advertising venues that it's more just make the sale make the sale get them to
9: advertise whereas i think at word there's no question i feel like word fm is committed to making the businesses they advertise for a success isn't it time you advertised on word fm call 412-937-1500
6: which means that we ask the important question, does this make sense?
5: Does it make sense?
6: I come to you today, not with one thing, John, but like a a classification of items. Okay. Okay. Does instant food make sense? Let me give you some particulars. Instant iced tea, instant rice, instant pudding, instant soup, instant oatmeal, instant mashed potatoes just to name a few
5: i'd say yes it makes sense in a pinch especially for people who lack culinary skill you can feed yourself pretty much on the cheap and walk away you know somewhat satisfied so yeah i would say that instant food has its place i disagree what
6: listen how much of a hurry are we all in?
5: We're in a hurry, Kath, you know that.
6: I mean, Look- the difference between like quick oats and regular oats is like 3 minutes. It's what not about- like it isn't like you have to cook them for 90 minutes.
5: What about rice?
6: rice? Rice. So it's a difference of what? 11 minutes? I don't know. I mean, how hard is that? I mean, um- I understand what you're saying about trying to eat on the cheap. I certainly get that. But you can get a couple potatoes and put them in boiling water and mash them.
5: Well, look at microwave popcorn. And now you know we love popcorn, like the regular pan popcorn. And microwave popcorn, I'm sure it outsells regular popcorn by a thousand to one.
6: It's an embarrassment, John.
5: Instant, all right, okay, I I disagree.
6: Okay, But I do see see your point. Instant food in my mind, John, does not make sense. All
5: right, does this make sense? I'm gonna pick up a similar thread. How about the gelatinous lump? In a can that makes its appearance every Thanksgiving, which would be the aforementioned cranberry sauce. That that does not make sense to me. I know it's a favorite for a lot of people, but when you taste that, that's like pure sugar, you know, on a spoon. It, that does not make sense. Does it make sense to you, can
6: Absolutely not.
5: Oh, good. Thank you. I
6: can't stand it. Listen, again, cranberry sauce is super easy to make. You add water and some sugar and you boil it on the stove and you're done.
5: I mean, the homemade stuff is fabulous. Of course, I've never made it. My dear, kind and excellent culinary wife, she makes it. So there's no comparison. I mean, really. But for some people, that weird food, it shows up once or twice a year. And that's more than enough. Cranberry sauce doesn't really make sense.
8: W-O-R-D.
9: Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Are you a parent worthy of honor? I cannot from this pulpit teach your children to honor you. That's your responsibility. So I want us to look at it primarily from the parent's point of view. I want to talk to you about being the kind of fathers and mothers that the children can honor. Hear Adrian Rogers' series of Perfect Ten for homes that win this month on Love Worth Finding.
5: and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrospittsburgh.com. That's
15: windowsrospittsburgh.com. Let's say you've decided to build a bicycle from scratch. Sounds like an impossible project for my skills, but let's say you've got the skills and I offer you an advantage, a special tool that would help you build a bike faster while saving you legitimate money. My guess is you'd say bring it on. If you wouldn't, well, then this commercial isn't going to make much sense. My name is Ryan. I'm from United Faith Mortgage, and we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is lucky to have a direct lender advantage. Our company is set up to use its own money and make its own lending decisions within its own walls. And often, this advantage allows us to get your refinance or new home loan done faster and get you a better rate, which saves you monthly and lifelong money. Rates are historically low. Now is the time to see how our special tool might work for you. We. Our United Faith Mortgage.
8: United Faith
9: Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Middle, New York. Licensed Mortgage Banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access.org. Corporate Animalist number 1335. Rec Animalist number 65233. Equal Housing Lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community.
10: The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people.
13: The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming
10: congregation.
8: The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our
10: pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in the Pittsburgh to come and experience.
9: First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh in the heart of the city with the city in its heart.
5: We are two days away from Thanksgiving Day and um I love it. I mean, if you're listening to news media today, the big news across news media for Thanksgiving is that the bars are going to be closed tomorrow night, which of course has caused some sort of panic. And I get that, right? For people who are congregating in their annual Thanksgiving tradition, you know, they go out and have a few drinks with family members and friends. That's something that's going to go away this year. But it made us think about, you know, in the COVID era, what are your plans? I mean, are you gathering with family this year or are you gathering with just the intimate family like in our family we're just gonna just gonna be the four of us this year this is the first time just the four of us is my wife and i and my two sons and you know what i'm looking forward to it for any number of reasons not to say that i won't miss my very large very funny very rowdy extended family i do we'll miss them but we're just gonna you know close ranks Kath, what about you for uh, your Thanksgiving this year? Are you going to yeah, go it's with the, the same. extended?
6: Yeah, it's the same. No, it's just my husband and I and our two girls. And um, I am, I mean, I, I love my husband and my two girls. We, we have a great time together, but I am really sad about it. I'm just, I think, you know, I lost both my parents this year. Um, it's just we had a great plan to go spend Thanksgiving with some friends and we called it off because of COVID. And that's just made me really sad. I don't yeah. know. I'm just, I'm really down about it.
5: Oh yeah. Now see, I have the opposite of a feeling. I'm kind of happy about it that, you know, right. it, yeah, that it, it just, it feels good. I mean, I don't know. There's something about closing the ranks and uh, I just like these. I've solid- closed
6: the ranks for the last nine months.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I'm tired
6: yeah. of closing the ranks.
5: So what about you? Uh, our listeners, what are you guys doing this year? We'd like to know what's uh, on your platter. 800-320-8255. You want to give us a call and fill us in on your plans for Thanksgiving Day in this COVID era? 800-320-8255. Are you gathering with a larger group, a smaller group? Uh, Mike, do you got plans yourself? Um, How does uh, Thanksgiving look for you and uh, your family?
7: Well, uh, we were planning on... uh... Having twelve people over, uh, mm. bought all the food for it, um, and just decided to cancel uh, two days ago. We canceled, um, so we're bummed. We're really, really bummed. We were gonna. I mean, this was gonna be our first. This was gonna be our first holiday dinner in our new home, in our first mm-hmm. home, and um, yeah, it's. It, I thought I, I. I walked in the bed, uh, my bedroom yesterday, and I saw my wife looking a little down and I'm like, Oh geez, what did I do now? Yeah, so know it. I was like, which, is, it a, which is an appropriate question. <laughs> right, of course asked. it is. Don't get me wrong. So I was like, what, what's of? the matter? What I, what I, what I, what I do. What's going on? She goes, I'm just so bummed. Like we, we, we prepared, you know, like crazy. We got all the food and, um, you know, my, my wife and my son, my four-year-old son made like little, little, uh, table toppers um, oh yeah, with all their names on them, and right. and yeah, and she's just we're just crushed. Yeah, right. There's, there's and we, next year, right? absolutely. Yeah, there's always yeah. next year. Always next year. But right. yeah, eight hundred
5: three two zero eight two five five. Let me throw that out there. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five.
6: I'm just I don't know. Yeah. I I I more than any time since the pandemic started. I don't know. I'm in just a grieving stage of just thinking. You know, this is the cruelest affliction that humankind is experiencing because it's separating people one from another. And right. I just think that that's really tragic.
7: So yeah. we decided, how are we going to spice things up? How can we make light of this? Oh, so great. My wife and I decided to have, um, to, do, to do a game night, just the both of us, and put, put our son to bed around eight o'clock. And we're going to have ourselves a game of Uno and Phase 10. That's how we're going to spend it.
5: <laughs> All right. Could be worse. Yeah, it could, could be, be worse. worse. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
6: I mean, it also could be better, but okay. Yeah. We-
5: now we're going to do a, a large family Zoom call. Are you oh, guys nice. doing Zoom?
7: Oh, yeah. You know, everybody it's who was idea. supposed to be
5: at our meal, we're going to do a Zoom call. It's a great which, idea. Uh, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not really great on the on Zoom call. Um, yeah. Is this something that you, you, know, you guys feel good about?
6: Well, I'm just laughing, John, because first off, we do a Zoom call every single day for the show. and You do fine. <laughs> However, you know what I'm saying? Mike, I want to let you know this. I've done one Zoom call with John, not for the show, but with a group of friends. Yeah. John, you just disappear. You just complete. He becomes vacant. He just he he as the Zoom calls going, he's moving further and further and further away (laughs) from the camera. I just at the end. He's just this little tiny blip in the back.
5: Well, you know, I mean. It's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of anxiety. I got, I got, there's a lot, a lot of, of pressure. I, I just got nothing. I mean, really, I, got, I, I don't want to entertain anybody. I just, you know, I'm interested in what you have to say, but I don't really want to contribute. So, you know, you and, right. That's hey, all. Hey, right?
7: I have, I have more good news. Uh, speaking of Zoom, you know how, uh, if you're, if you don't have an account, they cut you off at like 40 minutes in, it just shuts exactly. you out. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, minutes. Zoom being, uh, Big, being the good Samaritans that they are, they're canceling the forty-minute limit. So on it. on Thanksgiving and uh, uh, November twenty seventh, they're doing away with that. For f-
6: that's a first of all, that is a really great thing. Yes. Yeah. Second you- of all, that is like the worst news John could hear. He's gonna. <laughs>
5: I'm not doing that. I mean I He's just. He's
6: actually gonna have to be on Zoom longer.
5: Oh no, 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 no. I, I, I will
7: Unlimited uh, two days. My
5: wife and kids. But could you imagine being the people behind Zoom? And you know, they've created this platform and then they have hit gold mine.
6: Oh my gosh,
5: yes. Extraordinarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their fortunes are set. What a stroke yeah. of of you know, for them, the pandemic is like everything and then some.
7: Right. So, yeah
5: very good for them and kindness and generosity to, to allow, you know, 40 minutes on a zoom call who wants to do, I got four minutes. Seriously.
7: Four minutes. Well, that, that boy, it would really help us connect in four, four minutes. minutes. There's no one in your family that you talk to you for. Over... I talk
5: to regular fam- I talk to family members on a regular basis, but you know, that George Jetson thing, like the telephone, see my face. I don't necessarily need to see that face. I love just it. G- give me the voice. Let me just, let me just talk to your voice.
6: Okay, so I hated the idea of FaceTime before the pandemic. I yeah. hated it. If people would be like, how about I FaceTime you? And I'd be like, there's absolutely no reason no, no, to FaceTime. No, no, please don't call me. Anyway, I've gotten into it. What? Yes, I'm a new person, John. Really? Yeah. So, well, see, so, that's
5: unusual because, you know, you always go, I got to get on Zoom and then well, I get on my that, well, my makeup. The, yeah,
6: well, I know. And I always have to do that. And that's really annoying. However, my husband and I, because of COVID have kind of started this thing where every week or so we'll think of a family from church or somebody from, you know, who we're related to or something we say, you know what, we should call them. And so we've done that. We've done that almost every week since really.
5: Wait, wow. so you call people and you say, hey, we're going to call you on Zoom, like, you know, in a half an hour. Or be on ready.
6: FaceTime if they have Apple products.
5: Oh, I would not even pick up the phone. I mean, that's <laughs> seriously, that's the worst. No, I mean, who? what an intrusion into someone's life.
6: Well, they don't have to answer.
5: Oh, thank goodness. I mean, thanks for the heads up. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it's really, that stuff is really sort of way over the top. I mean, who oh wants God. to go look at someone? and?
6: It's been a good I feel like I'm growing. Why I'm are you growing. being such a Debbie Downer?
5: I'm fine. I mean, you know, the different strokes. It's just not for me. It really is. Okay. So look, uh, now we've got we're going to do a best of show, of Thanksgiving Day and Friday. Well, I mean, I, can't, I and Mike, I didn't even know that. You told me that like uh, the like early part of the week. Hey, we have Friday off. And I was like, oh, whoa, okay. So what? What are your plans now? You're not going to socialize with family or friends. Right. You got an extra day. I, I'm looking forward to Friday. Um, and not being on any Zoom calls And I'm going to put up my Christmas lights Ooh, Outside yeah. Put up the Christmas lights And we're going to go extra early this year And cut down our Christmas tree
7: What? Yeah baby mm. I'm proud of you John yeah. Oh my god. Bring gosh. it on That's- like the duffies
5: bring it on i mean look (laughs) there's nothing else going on i might as well have a nice christmas tree (laughs) in my living room
6: what it's not christmas
8: yet it's
5: the day after thanksgiving is the beginning of christmas season Um, and of course advent right advent's coming up here right what's the day today 24th advent's five days away
12: listen
6: i think i'm gonna become anglican i just i don't (laughs) want to do anything until christmas eve and then I'll have my, you know, 12 days of Christmas or whatever. I,
7: don't, I can't. I'm worn out, you guys. I'm just really? worn out. Listen, this is how pathetic I am. My wife and I, first weekend of an, of November, we put up our tree, two trees, in fact. It's up right now? It's up right now. It's been, it's been up Are since the first me? weekend of November. That, that is so well. sickening. And we just put up our advent calendar three days ago. Yeah. Oh, my God.
5: Now, yeah. see, if Great. you call me. Are you going
7: to give each other Valentine's, too? I mean, yeah. what the heck? <laughs>
5: well, here's the like, So if Mike was on a Zoom call, I'd be, like, going, talking to him. What the heck's up with the Duffies? They got their Christmas trees up. Right. I mean, you know. And then I think they would go, what's up with the Halls? The, yeah. you know, there's a- yeah. uh, well, I'll- they'd just- be
6: talking to Rhonda, your wife, yeah. because you'd be so far back from the screen, nobody would be That's talking to right. you. I got excuse
5: right. me. I got to go, go take care of something there, you know.
6: Good, okay. Well, the, good for you guys. I hope that that's super fun for you. But that sounds like, I mean, don't you have, don't you, have, like, if I had my tree up for that long, my cats would destroy it. <laughs> I mean, it would just be, I, no, I can't, I can't do that.
5: Really? Okay. Well, this is, the, I mean, if, any, if there's any time, it's, you know, I'm looking forward to an early Christmas, this is the year above all. Right. Right? Okay. How about this? What? So Um, we can have
6: another holiday where we're not allowed to see anybody.
5: Well, that that might be a possibility. How about the mall? Uh, Are you are you uh, venturing out into the mall and doing a little Christmas shopping?
6: What do you think? Funny that you should ask me that. I did my first Christmas shopping online last week. Oh, Um, and it was for all of you who are interested in, you know, who work in marketing. I did get an email from a company saying, hey, 50% off, blah, blah, blah. And that got me thinking, hey, I should do that. So I have already purchased six Christmas gifts. Really? Mm -hmm.
5: How about uh, Black Friday? No, I that that makes
6: me tense. I don't want any of that
5: to go. Is Black Friday a thing still? I mean, people are going to show up at like you know, uh, five days before and stand outside Best Buy to get a flat screen TV.
6: Are they going to do that this year? Do you think
5: people do, do that. that? I, well, think I know, so. but I know
6: people do that. But are they going to do it during a pandemic?
5: Well, how can they say no?
7: I did that last right? year. I, I went what to do? You- See, it was the first time I ever did the Black Friday shopping because I was I was nervous, John. I was like like what you were saying. I thought it was going to be like pandemic wall to wall people. Claustrophobic sardines. No, I don't want to have it. So my brother-in-law talked me into it because he said, "Hey, TVs are like fifty percent off, like big screens." I'm like, "All right, I don't want to do it, but you talked me into it." It wasn't that bad. There wasn't a lot of people. Yeah, I went to the Best Buy in uh, Cranberry. Not a lot of people. Did you get a TV? I sure did get that TV at fifty percent off. At fifty percent off. Beautiful. Oh,
6: it's, now what? Now you're going to talk, John, and wanting right to do that. Well, John, just, I swear, if you end up out at Best Buy the day after Thanksgiving, I am going to lose my mind.
5: No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going I'm to declare a mostly peaceful protest and just <laughs> just grab one. <laughs> just, I mean, just you never know, right?
7: <laughs> just good. you never know. Just let's go. Like, let's all go together.
5: No, I'm not. No, no. No, I'm not seeing you for Thanksgiving or Christmas. What am I going to go to Best Buy for?
7: Would you rather go Black Friday shopping with all three of us or Mm -hmm. join a Zoom meeting on Thanksgiving? Very good question. John?
5: Well, here's the deal. I mean, on the Zoom call, you know, I've got my wife as the front man. So it doesn't matter. Cop out. No, it's not a cop out. out. What if
6: it's just the three of us? What if the three of us want to connect as a broadcast family on the eve of thanksgiving oh
11: gosh
5: would
6: you rather do that or would you rather meet up at best buy the day after the holiday
5: no well no i mean that's really a bad choice either way you guys like this
6: or that isn't
5: it it's horrible i mean i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go to best buy i'm not gonna stand in line for you know a blender let me just switch this speaking of you know black black friday we were talking as a family what what's the family this is so pathetic what's the family gift this year you know we we settled on oh no a food processor oh my (laughs) (laughs) god
6: that is so romantic
5: you know because we don't our food processor is probably like from nineteen seventy-eight. It might be like first generation food yeah, processor. Yeah. Right. So we really do need a new, but then you go shopping, you go, that's the last thing I want to spend money on is a right. food processor. Right. So Christmas is like the perfect time. So I would go may okay. There might be the answer to the to the question. If I was gonna go to Best Buy with you guys and stand in line, I'd run in, and nobody else would be like headed towards the food processors. I'd grab one for fifty percent off. Mike's getting
12: Mike's
6: getting another TV. I'm getting the new Apple TV, and you're getting a stinking food, food. processor.
5: I would get a Cuisinart. That'd be okay. <laughs> All right. Next time I make pesto, I feel good about myself. Fine.
3: Help at Home, formerly XL Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including hero pay and hero sign on bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a Hero Pay $500 sign on bonus, plus ongoing bonus pay. They know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the hero pay you deserve. Give them a call today and find out more, or go to helpathomepa.com. That's helpathomepa.com. By
5: now you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows pillows for as lowest prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD. Or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon.
6: I consider not only my team members, but my patients, my family, and I miss them for quite a few months.
9: Stock Family Dentistry would like to say... Welcome back.
6: One of the biggest blessings I have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office. And I'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family.
0: On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
4: Connecting you with new customers.
9: Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at Unbound.org.
13: To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork.
8: Yeah, I can do this.
13: You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad
15: Council.
5: Well, of course, uh, we've been talking, uh, like a lot of people have, about uh, the death of Alex Trebek the longtime host of the game show Jeopardy. Uh, word today, though, that uh, Ken Jennings will be the first in a series of interim hosts who will replace Alex Trebek. Producers announced that Jennings, who won 74 games in a row and claimed the show's greatest of all time title in a competition last year, will air ep- will host episodes that will air in January. Uh, the show in its 37th season of... C- wow, season, that's amazing. Alex Trebek, the only host um it, alex trebek's final shows will air the first week of january so uh saying uh, farewell to uh, alex trebek in his home sweet home of jeopardy and uh, all bets are off i mean i think you know if you you know you love the show of course you you want to see ken jennings succeed but i guess you know being one thing as a as a as a contestant and another as a host a totally different feel so we'll see how Yeah, that and, I,
6: and i wonder if he'd be good at that i guess that's what we're going to determine right
5: yeah You'd think he'd be good at it, right? I mean, someone who is schooled on the mechanics of it all. Yeah, but
6: you know how many former football players have tried to do color commentary and are terrible.
5: Right. Yeah. It's kind of dicey, but um, I I wish him well. I would hope that it would be I wish him him well, too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean – To be honest, I've not watched Jeopardy in a long time. I I don't think
6: I've watched it since I—I mean, it's been decades since I've seen it.
5: Yeah, maybe even me too. You know, as much as you love it, it just doesn't fit well in the family structure. That's all. Right, right,
6: right. right. Um, you know, I was also thinking, John, about just listening to Tony Romo call the Steeler game—not last week, but the week before—and thinking about how he was. You know, uh he displaced Phil Sims on that right. team with, with Jim Nance. And when I heard that, I thought, well, for crying out loud, here's a guy who's just starting out doing color commentary, and he's gonna replace Phil Sims, who's been on the air doing that for, you know, ten yeah. plus years. And of course, when we all heard him, we were like, Oh, see why. I get it. Right.
5: So what's happened to Phil Sims?
6: Phil Sims is doing the uh studio part with Bill Cower and Boomer. Esiason oh, right,
5: right. Okay. James I mean, Brown. believe me, none of those guys are crying. That's a, that's an excellent gig, right?
6: No, it isn't. But it was just one of those things. Like, he had the thing. Right. You know, Tony Romo was able to translate that and have the thing. It'll be interesting to see if Ken Jennings has the thing.
5: Let's hope so, yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is our show today. Thanks so much, as always, for being part of our broadcast hey, family.
6: And tomorrow's a big show because we'll be uh, detailing the winner of the Weird Thanksgiving Recipe Contest 2020. <laughs> Stacey Urbani.
5: All right. Look forward to that. Have yourself a great night. God willing, we'll see you same time tomorrow. Be well. The
4: Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group.